All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. Gentlemen, two game weeks, 20 matches have been played. And I got to tell you, I feel like we have a million things to discuss the talking points won't seem to stop no they won't it was a fun weekend i think that's the number one takeaway i want to put in there well before said. we discuss anything it was a fun weekend of football I agree completely we're going to talk about the fpl and maybe a few not so fpl related topics as it relates to game week two but keeping an eye on game week three so i have a question i want to ask dave brian so do, do the thing you do Let's just, let's just get right wow, to that's this. already? Man, let, no nonsense. Let's talk about what's already happened in Game Week 2 with an eye toward Game Week 3. All wow. Right. Dave, going into Game Week 2, you took a negative 12. True or false? False. Did you hit the wild card button? Yeah. You hit the wild card button. Oh, yeah. Okay. Did you keep I, the moves that you discussed on this episode last week? I did, yep. Yep. And how do you feel about those moves, having captaining Holland to a to a ten? I believe it's fine. Um, so I sent I sent Robertson out for Matip, which ended up being a, a scratch, really. Yeah. Then I got Andreas's points coming off the bench, which was like three. It's whatever. Of course, Madison and Nico Williams were buried on my bench. So those, you had a great bench. Those seven and sixes couldn't make it in, but mm-hmm. um, no, it was fine. I mean, it really was like I, I downgraded a couple guys, but still, you know, I had son. I went to Kulshevsky. Those, those, that was my big move. Son to Kulshevsky and then Robertson to Matip in order to make the money that I needed to get to, oh. um, to Holland. And it turned out like kind of to be a scratch. Like, honestly, you know, again, to start a season, uh, Liverpool's defense seems to be struggling yeah. more than normal. Like, it's just weird. I can't wrap my mind it's, around it's it. It's all around. And, and, They're and, struggling all and around. And we'll get to it. Yeah. We'll get to it later. But, yeah, so I tell you, I could have had a massive week this week. Two things happened that absolutely factored me. Tell me what. Bad beat of the week. I'm starting it off right here, Scott. I'm the bad beat. Do it. Alexander Mitrovic started for me. Yeah. He went from a late-game penalty kick, Brian, and we know how forwards – how their bonus points spike with late game goals. Yeah, that's a guaranteed. That's so, a guaranteed goal plus three bonus. That's exactly. He, so that's a six that. plus three bonus points. That's a nine. So he misses the pen. So he gets penalized. Doesn't get the points. Doesn't get the bonus points. And then because he's pissed about it, picks up a yellow at the end of the match. Ends up with a negative one. That's a ten point swing. Him missing that penalty was a ten point swing for me. And uh, and then William Saliba. Had an uh, unbelievable game for Arsenal. Decides to miscommunicate with his goalkeeper and puts in an own goal that takes away the clean sheet from Saliba and from Ramsdale that I had going at that time. Mm -hmm. 
So it just, I had a couple bad beats that literally just sent my team down off a cliff this weekend, but whatever. I mean, that's that's Premier League life. So no regrets playing no. your wild card to get to Holland. No, I am concerned that he only touched the ball like 10 times the entire game. I don't game. think it was that much. I think it was eight. Pretty sure it was eight. I thought it was eight in the first half, but it might have been eight for the whole game. All I know is this. It wasn't a lot, and I am sl- sl- my eyebrows raised, but I think they'll work around that. All right. At Newcastle for Manchester City in game week three. Not easy. Not easy. And their defense can be had, right? So City's... City's I, defense? Absolutely. What, Kyle Walker, Ake, and Diaz? I don't, I don't, think, that, I don't think they're going to get had very often. You I, think, how, how, by, by, in what way? In that formation? It's the same as you've ever well, seen. I know. A, bi- I, a, billion per, a billion percentage of the possession. and I, I just feel like they can be counted on very easily. Like I feel like those guys are not prone to not making mistakes. And like if you're going to play like that, you those guys have to get away with not making mistakes. And I, honestly, I mean, and look, you I, I see your point. You're like, well, they've won like three of the last four like Premier League titles. It's a fair point. <laughs> I, I just think they were they, even last season, I mean, they they did Hold get... on, hold on, Brian. If we're silent, I think Dave is going to talk back and forth. <laughs> He's going to point and counterpoint uh-huh. himself into actually, this whole I like pod. your I like your point and your counterpoint. <laughs> I can actually. I can I can jump back and forth. <laughs> I like both. Yeah. No, I yeah, they they can. I just think it's going to be more of what you've what you've always seen, which is somebody somebody manages to nick one and then forces them to like play hard to get back into it and they're never going to play for they're never going to play for a draw. So I, I just think I just don't I just don't know who who can hang with them. And I think mostly it's because of the way that they have looked like they've just looked so dominant in 2 weeks to start the season adjusting to playing through Holland and barely having to get out of like first and a half gear yeah <laughs> I, I, I just don't even i just don't I, they, they are just like newcastle they, has not yet given up a goal this no, season and newcastle at newcastle i don't think anyone should look at at newcastle as anything other than a challenge a straight up challenge yeah so there is no reason that manchester city should think that they're going to go straight in there and just no one's that no one's that stupid any any more than you would think we're going to go into selhurst park and do that it's interesting. Top two defenders so far in overall points. I know we're only two game weeks in. Fabian Cher, number one, mm-hmm. and Cancelo, number two for City. Be interesting to see what happens when they play. But but the key here is you know Dave Holland is one of the few. I, I think he's one of only two players who've gone up, or maybe he's the only one who's gone up two tenths so far overall in price. No regrets for you moving ahead. With making the moves that you no, did with your wild card. No, no, no. I, I did make some moves to go to him, and I don't think I'm going to regret it. Uh, Game week three, have you? Have I mean, you he still got me something. I mean, you got to ten. You got to double digits, yeah, like which he, is. There's one way, a couple ways you can look at it. He touched the ball like eight times. Okay, not good. Well, you know what? He touched the ball eight times and still got an assist. Yeah, so, he still got you double digits. Like, there's points. different ways we can look at that. Uh, Game week three, have you already made moves there? I did. I have. I have made a move so far. Okay, tell us what it is. Matip out. Reese James in. So Matip was a one-week rental. Technically, yes. If it wasn't for Matip's injury, would you have? Would you be keeping him? Great question, and probably not. And this is why. I don't know. I don't love Liverpool's mojo at the moment. Like I, they're a veteran team, but it's weird. Like 
I, I, I don't know. I, I just, it seems like this group has played so many games over the years, over the last four or five years. They've probably played more than anyone. And it, I, it just seems like it's gotten stale. And, and the guys they brought in to kind of not keep it stale can't seem to stay healthy. And I just, I, I don't know what it is. It's not great. You got to start Milner today. And I know that there's some injury problems, but it's the beginning of the season and there wasn't any major competitions in the off season. So like, why are there so many injuries to start the well, season? Yeah. H- Henderson's on the bench. Supposedly Kata, Kata's on the bench, but like he didn't play a minute and you're starting 89 year old Milner and 34 year old Henderson's sitting there on the bench. And like, I, I'm just like, what? It, it just, I'm looking at it, and yes, you're like, well, Salah scares the crap out of me still. And you're like, Luis Diaz is a terror. And then there's the uh, Darwick, who's in there, looks Hopefully. like he's going yes. to kill, <laughs> kill people, right? So, like, there's plenty of intimidation there, but the engine and the motor that has been, like, the Winaldums and, and you know, a younger Henderson, and, like, you look at the motors that have driven the Liverpool team over the past four or five years it just seems like something's lacking and I think it's in the middle of that that field and it's not the same well and there is that gap I mean I think they have addressed the future it's just a little young there's no bridge right now the Harvey Elliott's the Carvalho's and others you Gordon's they're there it's just the well, and in between. I'm not slamming that coming from the guy yeah, who's yeah, got yeah. the youngest team in the league still, right? Sure, I mean, my sure. team's the youngest team in the league on paper still. And so, you know, but still, like in their midfield, they still have an older Jaka and a Parti who are late 20s, you know, and and they're, they've been kind of the glue there. Goal scorer, Jaka. Uh, by selling Matip, are you do you have any Liverpool defenders? I don't. Okay. Reese James is great. I mean, I think you for sure. So like Reese James, I, I, Brian and I, I mean, Brian's been saying this for a year and a half, but he literally is the most explosive defensive player in the league. And I think like, he's so good. I think whether he's playing center back for Chelsea or whether he's playing wing back, wherever he's playing, who cares if he's healthy, he needs to be on the field for them. Honestly, at six. Oh, he's the best six. Oh, I, I care. I was going to say that the that Reese is the weirdest it's the weirdest thing to me that you like you would you just you need him as a wing back and I would say I I don't want him at all if I knew he was a if he I was know, playing as a center I know but I'd still It's I'd the weirdest He's not going to be a center back. Well they no, they, 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 they started him as center look, back this past week. It's it's not good. I mean they're they're, that, they're buying guys. There's nothing that there's nothing that illustrates the difference in player than this Spurs game. Like, the second they they substitute Azpilicueta on, and then you move Reese out wide, and it's like minutes later that it, Sterling's feeding Reese James. Yeah, I know. That it's Reese standing there wide open on that wing for Sterling to even feed. Yeah. Where's the rest of the team? They are nowhere because that's, like, you know, like, like the <laughs> men and blazers called him a strafender. Yeah, like they—that's where he's gonna play. It's just an amazing <laughs> position for him to be in, and that's where he is constantly. The one downside to him this week, as was pointed out by a few people, he—he uh, he was off all free kicks this week. I don't think he attempted one corner. Kukurea took, 
I, a lot of them. I don't know that he took all of them, but Reese was off the free kicks, and it, I don't think Kukure I don't really, have five. Is he five no, pounds? Kukure is five. I, I, I think just, that's also because of where he was playing at, at center back. His role, sure, was yeah, and it might. So if and, he's back at right, back. and he might. It might be more, and and certainly, you know, there were times where his delivery was okay. He's definitely had better kicks than others whenever he was hammering in 13 corners or whatever it was against Everton. But still, the point being, like, if that Reese James, especially, you know, like it's something I, you know, it's definitely worth talking about is that week three is the fixture turn for Chelsea. I mean, their next five Leeds, Southampton, uh, Leeds, Leicester, Southampton, West Ham, Fulham. That's their next five. Nothing but Liverpool in game week eight and Arsenal uh, in game week 15. Everything else is versus like bottom clubs until the end of October. So, Brian, we know where Dave stands because he brought Reese James in. Would you bring in Reese James at six or would you bring Kukure at five? Uh, ben Chilwell played today with the, the uh, development. Like, he's this is match fitness for him. Okay. So, he played against the uh, Chelsea lost in there against the Premier League two uh, Fulham side. Okay. Today, uh, but Ben Chilwell was one of the stars. Uh, Chalaba was one of the other ones. So Trevo Chalaba, who we, you know we've kind of I think everyone would want to see as an option as you know a center back option for them. He was one of the other like star names. To Do you know what I love about Chalaba? He's down already to four point nine. If Chalaba gets back in there, I mean, you saw like what his peak was last season a little bit, and man, that that guy. What a! Right. I would love that. Back point, to his question. Point being, Chilwell, Chilwell is just getting back to match fitness. So Tuchel's uh, words after the match makes it seem like Chilwell will be subbed in, but Kukurea is going to be playing every minute. Kukurea is an awesome player. How they like how they managed to manage to squirrel him away from City is from fascinating. City is amazing. It is so, fascinating. Anyway. I I don't know, and I don't I don't know if anyone knows the answer, and I don't know that I would want the rotation headache. That's my I, answer. I I, I just I, I only Reese James is going to be a rotation headache. The only thing that's going to happen to Reese is whether they like this like against Spurs, where they say we want to match our center backs, we want to have pace to match the pace of the front line of that team, and in this case, it was to match the pace of Sun. And Kane and Kulishevsky, and they did for they did the entire game to the point that's like like I said, if you feel like if you're Antonio Conte and you feel like it's a tactical a, it's a tactical decision for you to sub Sun early in a close game, that's that to me said everything about what like what they felt like where you know how those matchups were were playing out. Like the fact that he that he was a rotation against that back line. Yeah, that is mind blowing. Then Chelsea can bring in Azpilicueta. Then they can push even in the same game, push Reese James out wide, and and then in within minutes have him scoring a go ahead goal at the time. Mm. I, that's the one thing that makes me nervous about Reese is that he can play both. He's that good. If he's playing as a wing back, yeah, you know, I think that's what I think that's the feeling is that the signings in general point more to you know maximizing Reese James. Yeah. But I right. just I just don't think you're I think you're right. So, I don't think he's so, he, I, as long as he's fit, he is never coming off. And but they will I think they need they are very well aware they need to preserve him. You own Reese James, right? I do. 
And how did he? So he did well for you then. So he got you a seven. Oh this week. yeah, his seven was fantastic in my first bench spot. I <laughs> really, no. I really got all uh. seven points out of him. Um, <laughs> who and who did you play over him? Well, so I just I went all I basically went all out attack this week. So I played not only did I play both Liverpool defenders uh, over him, I played uh, Andreas Pereira, Fulham's all Andreas Pereira. And uh, the ultimate trap of the 2022 Premier League season, Leon Bailey. All right, hold both, on. Both players. Brian, Brian, you're not new to FPL. Yeah. If you have Reese James in your lineup, how do you not play him in your lineup regardless of matchup? <laughs> I, I just didn't. Like, I just, it was entirely about the matchup. I, just, I didn't think that they were that convincing defensively against Everton. Even though they got the clean sheet, you know, obviously, no, very true. Very true. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah, and and assume that Spurs were going to score at least one against Chelsea this week. They, sure. they literally looked like a completely one hundred and eighty degree different team. The Everton versus Everton versus Spurs. Well, Dar- Dar- Darby Chelsea showed up, but but Brian, how? What? What? Like, break it down for me. Give me a ratio, okay? That adds to a hundred. Mm-hmm. What number is it? What percentage is it that you're playing Reese James for his offense versus his defense? Because I feel like I'd play Reese James for the potential for scoring on Spurs defense as much as I would his ability to get a clean sheet. Yeah, and I, but I mean, even this week, I think that was the question is, you know, because of the other injuries, because of uncertainty about who was even available with Tiago. I mean, Tiago Silva was, you know, he looked banged up. They have. You know, there's kind of question marks everywhere. I think that was the question: is whether or not he was going to play center back or Dave or wing back. And I'm, where does I'm holding it, my hands up in the air? Why am I holding my hands up in the air? Because you're hoping from a, a offering from the sky to just fall down on your hands. I, I no, I just want an answer to my question, <laughs> Brian. I'm saying that even in this game. <laughs> You don't get the return from him until they make a mid-game switch. If they keep him at center back, he gets you a two, okay. which is which is less than what Andreas Pereira came out with in his game. Okay. They make a switch that everyone wants, and at that point, yes, I absolutely was like, mind-willing him to go back into my life. <laughs> of course I want him here's, in Here's then. what I hear. In Tuchel, you do not trust. I don't trust that he's going to always play Reese James as a wingback because Reese doesn't have to play there. So I guess that leads to a natural concluding question here. Mm -hmm. Why do you have Reese James? If you can't trust enough where he's going to play so much so that you're going to put him on your bench, why spend six pounds for a player on your bench? I think, one, everyone knows, including Tuchel, that Reese's best position is as wingback. There yeah. is no no one that has watched him play in the last three years could could come to a different conclusion. That's one of those things where if we're smart enough to see it, yes. hopefully the Chelsea manager. But is also last also last season, I mean, you did see wear and tear over the course of the season did catch up to him a little bit. They I mean, I, a, I did I did put Reese James on blast last season. You probably remember. Right. Yeah. They were also, you know, there that last season they're also playing the the entirety of the season, but six games without Ben Chilwell. Yeah. 
Now they have Ben Shilwell and Kukurea on the left side. So they have younger, like the, you know, the fact that they get Koulibaly, they have, they can play Silva, who's not, you know, not as banged up as, you know, as it, as it appeared. Chalaba's on his way back. Azpilicueta is, is perfectly capable of deputizing in there whenever they need him to. They have, they have the, the players to do it. So, yeah, I have Reese James because their wingback Reese James is the most explosive defender, period. He, more than Trent and Robertson and anyone else that you can name, it's Reese and then everyone else, and it's for this exact thing that you saw in this game. None of those other players are doing what he does whenever he's attacking. Sure. He has you know, he has 25-point ceiling for in a game. If he scores a couple times, gets a you know, and gets a clean sheet. He's a he's a bonus point magnet. Like I just like there is no be- like no better upside guy than him. All right, so I'm curious now for your game week 3 lineup. And I said the last question was the concluding one. I lied. This one's the mm. one. Game week 3. Chelsea's at Leeds. Mm-hmm. Leeds aren't as good as Chelsea, certainly, but they're fun Leeds again. They're going to attack yeah, this Chelsea sure. defense. What are you going to do with Reese James in your lineup? Well, now it's, I mean, I'm playing him. I'm you're going to play him. Yeah. And you're going to play him for his offensive potential as much as his but, defensive but, potential. But, I mean, just looking at the way my team is set up now, like having having a, a garbage Leon Bailey, like the fa- <laughs> the fastest I can get him out of my team. I, I mean, how does anyone You else, and 218,000 others. Please tell me, if there's anybody, if anybody <laughs> is that, like, sold that he is still, like, a capable, like, you know, off the bench, the minutes that he was out there, he had a couple moments. Whatever, but he is now buried at the third spot on my bench right now. Um, wait, wait, I have my hand up in the air. Yeah, I go, Scott, yeah, Scott you have hand, a question? What's uh, your hand for? Every year we say this, and I feel like this year, more than ever on this podcast, some of us fell prey to this. Preseason barely matters. It barely matters. Mm-hmm. And Leon Bailey is just exhibit number 217 as to why that is true. Yeah, I think everyone was hoping for Saeed Benrama 2022. <laughs> and uh, instead, you're getting like the worst possible outcome yeah. that you could from, all right. from a player. Point being, yeah, I, the, I'm, playing all five, playing I'm playing all five of my defenders. All right, that's good to know. We'll yeah. come back to that later on. All right, so we have done an excellent job just working our way through a number of top clubs. I want to bring this all the way back to your boy, Dave. Erling Haaland, he did it. He did it, Dave. He didn't do spectacularly for you as the captain in your squad, but he was the most captained in game week two. He dethroned he, yep, Salah. Broke the that's, Salah that's, streak. Okay. And as someone who captained Salah, personally, uh, that was the right move. Yeah. To to Captain Holland and said if 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 the option was those two now the real guy everyone should have captained and I say everyone almost literally because almost everyone has him was Gabriel Jesus your boy Dave I know your other boy and and I I, I am on record I was at uh, stopped by League Billy's house my family did on Friday night so we were I was watching the games with League Billy and we were discussing lineups Friday night going into Saturday morning. And he said, who are you captaining tomorrow? I said, well, 
if I had any John Stones, <laughs> I would be captaining Jesus because I think he's going to score a hat trick tomorrow. I said, but I'm chicken poo, so I'll probably just go with Holland. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I did. Because in the back of my mind, I can't well, What does that make you exactly? It makes me a big pile of chicken poo. Yeah, yeah it does. Uh, I, in the back of my mind, I kept hearing Brian go, it's Erling Holland at with Bournemouth at the Etihad. <laughs> And I'm like, like, and I'm like, he's right. Yeah. Of course he's right. Of course he's right. That's exactly what it is. But for whatever gut reason, I knew that Arsenal Homer and me knew that Jesus was going to absolutely rip. And he did. Yeah. I got lucky one time, although I didn't get lucky because I didn't choose him. I got horribly unlucky because I didn't choose him as my captain. Mitrovic, Saliba, Ramso, all that yeah. stuff I already mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, Jesus is pretty good. Looked lively. He did. Uh Jesus. He made me happy to have him in my lineup. What you wanna, what you wanna know is for Jesus sellers. Tell us about regret. <laughs> I know net transfers, net transfers, two hundred and sixty-five thousand nine hundred and forty-five negative. And I would guess that a lot of those were for Mitrovic, Scott, or Darwin. What is that? Okay. What one of those two so that, is my? I, I, I assume that's Mitrovich one of those two. Ownership was a ten-point swing. When you add that couplet, if they sold that for Jesus, you went from a 19 to a minus, to one. A minus one for yeah. a 20-point yep. swing. Do you know what we call that on this podcast, Dave? Uh, dumb mass move. We call week. that the dumb mass move. That is of easily the week. going to challenge Scott. for dumb mass move of the year. I don't. Yeah. I can't imagine that there's going to be a worse. I mass feel move. like like so. Here's the thing. Uh, you know, the market in FPL. The closest thing that we probably have to compare it to is the real market, the the stock market, the one that you know determines how our investments do with our finances. Okay. There's a difference though between the stock market and the FPL market. You can be dumb as a box of rocks and play FPL, and you can then dictate how the market will swing. Right? We're all lucky that negative two hundred and sixty-six thousand. Net transfers did not drop Jesus's price. I told you it wouldn't. It, it it's I ridiculous told you because the but that's all, was but so high. He's still seventy five percent. I was going to say, but you're you're getting into that range of. But at least with the with the financial stock market, you're usually dealing with a different slice of people. So that even when dumb mass moves happen, you're they're at least still happening among somewhat smarter people. With FPL, that's not necessarily the case. Sorry, just going to say it. All right, Scott, before we move off Jesus. Yeah. Do you owe him an apology? I do not. I do not. <laughs> I still would understand why anyone – like, listen. Here, here's, do you owe him can an I, apology? Can, can I give you an addendum to the dumbass move of the week? Okay. Ollie Watkins' price dropped a tenth. You're not that far off the pace having Ollie Watkins – Instead, at that same what was seven point five, now it's seven point four. Bamford obviously gave way to Rodrigo, given you know scoring a brace in game week two. So you're not thrilled there if if you you did what I was I know, but interested you kept in. Telling me that, that oh Jesus, he's just scoring in the preseason, and yay, look at you, you're scoring against Sevilla and all those other guys and and B teams. Is that how I talk? Um. No. Uh, <laughs> all right. And now the season has started, and 
He he, yeah, he our, dropped a 19. It was some, amazing. I was thrilled to have that 19 this week. Yeah, I, our, I get it. Listen, I understand. And I will say, look, I was mocked, glad to have it. You mocked him, but you but you all you only kept him because you're like, well, everyone else is going to have him. I only had him because I, everyone else had him. That's my point. And now I want you to say I want to own him because he's kicks he's kicking <laughs> Not only is Jesus, not only is Jesus. I think what was what you you got the best out of what you were hoping for in game week one, and all the reasons why everyone sold him in game week one had entirely to do with just getting getting a, a, a non-return. Right. So all of the underlying stats, everything else about the club, the eye test, there was nothing bad about it. But two points is enough to drive two hundred sixty thousand people. Over the edge, but and, I guess that's and, my and point. when you're and when you're looking again, and you're looking at someone cheaper, or someone just a little more expensive, the temptation is even higher. And so there's there's a thankfully there's a ton of people who are out there to say like, no, look, keep you can't look at that. Look at this. Look at the upcoming schedule again. I don't know how else to say for Arsenal, the the at opening se- the, 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 the opening two. season yeah. schedule does not is is no different now. It only gets better. He took. He went from last week taking one shot and being way too unselfish to this week taking attempting the most shots, hitting the most on target, having all seven of his shots in the box, and having more big chances than any other than any other player this week. And he created three chances. He's getting two assists. He is the number one in the league for in two weeks for t- touches in the opposition box by nine. Kai Havertz is second, and he has 17 touches in the box. And, and look, they, they Jesus, at Palace and home this, Leicester. This is they're, a, they're not exact. They're middle table clubs. That's what I'm saying. Like to me, this was the whole point of having him. Leicester might be below that. I wonder. Leicester uh, might be lower they, than okay, mid table. Fair. The last three or four years, they have not been. Agreed. Agreed. They got the players as of today. To compete for mid table, Rogers doing some weird things. Yeah, it's not good. If they lose Fofana, then they are going to be in actual real trouble. Yeah, um, and they're running out of time to sign replacements. The, I think it's just this is just like it was a perfect storm of great preseason form, uh, obvious obvious change in team chemistry, an, and an obvious like upgrade in attitude and performance, and it all like it all coincided. And then game week one is like is like exuberant and then a home game in t- game week two and they drop four on crap Lester. Yeah. So I, I just don't know what in the world I, I like why you wouldn't at least give it two weeks with someone like him. I am just, well, that's the thing beyond me. That's, that's what drives me nuts. I, I have two things I want to, I want to drop in here. Number one, the best thing I did after a poor game week one, but with a team that I really liked after the season started best thing i did was to do nothing was yeah. to not use my free transfer i did the anti dave i went back to my roots after setting up a dave like team look at you in game week one i went back to my roots i did nothing for game week two and had a little bit of a better week and 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 the guys that didn't perform in game week one were the ones that performed in game week two exhibit a's gabriel jesus uh, so uh, that's the, that's honestly the best thing I did. Number two, I really wish. I I know that this won't happen, and even as I say this, I know that people will say that's the dumbest thing you've ever said, Scott, which is saying something. But I just wish that you couldn't 
make stupid moves after game week one. You have almost no data. There's no data to work with. There's no such thing as form when you've played one real match. That's not a thing. Yeah. And yet, here we are, we're talking about Jesus with his negative 266,000 transfers. We're talking about, I mean, there were a lot of price drops in FPL. Yeah. Brian, why are there almost no price rises and a (laughs) ton of price drops in the FPL yeah, market right now. Other pe- people are asking that question. I know that that uh, Mark Southern's FPL Mark, you know, who's he's been always, lar- he's largely largely involved in a lot of FPL, especially the actual fantasy Premier League stuff. He's asked that question recently, just about basically call- calling the price changes in general, like what I think everyone would say is they're just sketchy. There's something about the way that prices move. Hmm. And the sales of certain things, it just doesn't, it just seems off. And it, it, and it eventually, it, it can hurt you. Like it can get to the point where you're like, that shouldn't be happening. And eventually it's going to, or we've said it every year, when you can't get to someone because of a 10th, that is one of the most single infuriating things that you will encounter in this game or, or being, and then those 10ths accumulate and there will be a point in your season where you say, I am off by three-tenths. I am off by two-tenths. And just thinking back and saying, if I hadn't lost that tenth or that or whatever on the, those guys, I wouldn't be in this situation. Or if that hadn't changed so quickly or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, that's the reason why going, like, looking at this week and looking at the number of transfers out for some of these players, I'm like, do you think I want to lose a tenth on someone like Leon Bailey? <laughs> I barely want to lose a tenth on Andy Robertson. And he's somebody that's at least worth like holding on to, yeah. you'd think. And I'm just for like me, for me it's Maddie Cash. Yeah. So Maddie Cash subs out at the end of this uh, of, of Villa's match against Everton. He he put in a great performance. It just didn't show up in the fantasy points because of the, the score line of this match. But Matty Cash himself came out and said, I'm fine. I was just cramping up. It's going to be okay. But there's a yellow triangle next to his name. Now he's in the top five of transfers out. Yeah. I want to keep Matty Cash for game week three. But now I have this pressure because he's playing at Palace because he's probably going to drop a tenth to where do I have to sell this guy that I want to keep in my lineup just because there's a lot of stupid other people out there dictating the market? Yeah. Well, I mean, just look at the – like. The, you just gained a tenth if you started for whatever reason. If you were one of the six percent of people who now or prior to this had Fabian share, if you were if you owned him prior to this and you were smart enough to have him for those first two weeks and you earned all of his twenty points, that's amazing. But yeah. now you are faced with him being the you know one of the, uh, him and Trippier being a couple of the most transferred out because everyone's looking at a burgundy five. With MCI across from it. Which is interesting because it is a defense. I I know who they've played, but they haven't given up any goals yet. And they've got three defenders in the top ten in in the first two weeks. It's fascinating. Uh, Obviously, I get it. It's the city effect, sure. But, yeah, if you want to put a 4.6 now, but 4.5 when you started with him, defender on your bench... You're looking at losing money on that, those guys. I was going to say, if that's part of your, if you're part of your strategy, if you have a rotation planner and you've, if this is a, a planned move, I just think n- even Trippier at five zero, that's not so expensive that you can't just sit him down and put him in bench spot one right. or two 
for a week. You got to have other people you can throw out there. And even even if he played, I just don't think this is the kind of Newcastle team that's going to give up three goals at home against Manchester City, as good as Manchester City is. Trippier can get something against them. He's can he can he can hit a free kick the same way any other really good free kick taker can. I I just it's just odd to me that these kinds of players. I get it with with Matt with. I just think you're getting you're getting a little bit ahead of it if you dump Cash or Dean or any of the other Villa defenders now, because I don't know that. I mean, home to West Ham, maybe struggling West Ham. I think that's fair to yeah, say. I, I'm I'm offensively honestly, offensively I'm, struggling West Ham. West Ham can fit into the same category that Liverpool's in for me right now. Like. It's just what weird. The heck? Yeah. yeah, it's weird. It's and I think on. the creativity is something that has been pointed out even in during the broadcast, even the, this week here, is yeah. just talking about they are just lacking something. And then then Villa have to play at Arsenal, home to City, at Leicester. I mean, I don't necessarily see that as a red, why that's a red-rated matchup for them. I it's outdated. Like, it's outdated already. Already? <laughs> the end of game week two and the color-coded <laughs> system already fails us. But either way, point being, yeah, I can, I at least can understand that one because I feel like you don't love the results already for Villa. They seem like they're still sorting out everything. Yeah, and I, I mean, and there are there there are options. There are other players that you're be like, yeah, I can, I could see going to that guy. Dave, is there a move? I, I know you've already made one. You've made your free transfer for game week three. Before we. This has been a great discussion spanning multiple clubs. I love it. This is great. We've hit all the highlights on the top yeah. players we should be discussing. Is there another move you're debating that we can help talk you out of so that you don't screw no, up your I'm lineup? I'm going to take a negative four this week, but I'm looking at it's Bailey. I'm not going to lose a tenth on Bailey. Okay. And so where are you going to go? Know, well, so there's some really smart people. I, I know the masses are kind of going to Da Silva for Brentford, and he's had he's already the, gone up. The you're right. He's had a, a six, but he, he was four five. So now he's at a four six, and Bailey's at a five, five. Yeah, yeah. So I'll just tell you what I'm thinking. Like uh, his last two weeks against City and Leicester, you would think two harder matchups for Brentford. He's had a six and an eight, and he, he's going into his next. I don't know multiple matchup matchups. He's at Fulham home. Yeah, Adventure, Brentford. At Palace, I was going to say home leads at. Southampton, and so my point, like for the next five matchups, Brentford's matchups are result oriented. I, I was, I would say Brentford might have the best looking on paper run of the next three months. Do you? You, fear, you have to look out extremely far before you're like, eh, hold, not hold great. on, hold on, no, I, I, not to be the pessimistic one, but I sort of called your Mitrovic negative one, maybe not in the way that I thought. What I thought isn't exactly how it played out, but you know, I, I kind of called the trap game issue, and I think, funnily enough, Fulham hosting Brentford. I think that's going to be a trap game for Brentford. And I think everyone who's rushing to Brentford assets is going to be a little bit disappointed in game week three. I'm not I was, rushing. I'm just saying. I was that Silva. Like, if I'm looking at at upgrading Bailey. And changing Bailey, the easiest places is De Silva again a six and an eight respectively against City and Leicester, and or Drewsbury Hall. That's not who Brentford has played. United. It was a Manchester team, Scott. United, not City. Whatever. De Silva against Leicester and United. And yeah. Granted, this okay. is a United team that is a disheveled United. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So, but still. 
respectively, six and eight points in those two matchups. I just think they're going to be like... I'm not expecting much from that position. I just need someone to play at this point. But why would you bring someone in that you're not expecting to... Like, that's the thing that drives me because crazy. Because I don't want to lose a 10th on Bailey. So you're, you don't care how he does in your lineup. You just are doing it for the money. Early season, yes. Oftentimes I do that. Okay. All right. I was going to ask, I mean, I was going to say it more along the lines of, are you buying any of these, like, lower-level club overperformers so far? Like, I mean, Tony, I get it. You saw it a little bit from him. I mean, he got more points for you this week. I mean, they he's probably the most trustworthy of all the guys, but, like, it's not like the Silva's goals are great. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm just saying not... it's, it's just two weeks in a row. He's gotten a, He's nicked a goal two weeks in a row. Like Embuemo still looks awesome. Uh, if you if you got to, if, let Jesse Lingard got an assist this week. He's like, six. There, he's six. I can't. I, I can't. know. I'm just saying. Like a lot of these guys, I just feel like you're. And if I, it's three. You have Andreas Pereira already. I do. Okay, so I, also I mean have James Madison. So like, if I, I don't want Drewsbury Hall. Yeah, I, I understand that. Shot. I, it sounds crazy. So uh, that was going to be so, my that was going to be my next question if is I didn't Dave. Have three Arsenal guys, I would consider Xhaka at a five zero, and only one, the reason why is this. Tell the people at home why Xhaka, who is only one point four percent selected, why this is not a crazy choice. He is absolutely the best five zero choice in fantasy Premier League right now, and it's not because he just came off a big week. It's where he continues to be. In the box every single time when Arsenal is up the pitch, he is near the back post. He does not have back post uh, responsibility. He's second to the last back post, but he is there in the box. We're watching the match yeah. two weeks ago, and I said, "Look, look where he is! Look, he's in the bo- look where he is again! He's back in the box again." They are playing an inverted three in the midfield with Partey right in front of the defense and Odegaard and Xhaka both playing in advanced positions similar to the way... I was going to say, what's weird, He's running. they're running channels the same way De Bruyne and and, 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 and Gundogan yes. right now are. And, well, and let's be honest... We're, but we're, Xhaka's doing it more frequently because Odegaard's a string puller where De Bruyne is, gonna, is better at it. Correct. And there's, I, no, there's no doubt about it, but you're right. Xhaka no. is running channels. Xhaka scored. He had two bonus points. He's playing. All I'm saying is this, Scott. And look, I'm not expecting this type of performance. Recent, uh, I mean, all the time. I said this after his two against Crystal Palace. Brian and I talked about this off air before he did this. I said. Xhaka is going to get things that he has in the past, and he, it's because of where he's playing. He's telling it to me. I'm sitting there staring out the window just hoping. Sounds like, I sounds like verbal I abuse. I was blasting it at yeah. you. You know what? With all this said now, you know what's going to happen, Brian. He's gonna get a. He's gonna get two. He's yellows. gonna spike Kiefer more on account, you know, as Bournemouth is trying to counter and get sent off. Yellow card machine. I don't know if he. He hasn't gotten the yellow card yet. I, he got one. No, he, he got one against Crystal Palace. He got one against Crystal Palace. We joked about his well, yellow he card. Didn't foul somebody. <laughs> I'll just say no, he just faked it. I know. I know. It's not. What's worse? It's not. It's not. Not worth any points or anything. But he had more touches in the box this week than Martinelli did, and he had the same number which as is as, so as, as Saka. Martinelli did. is the other guy who's gone up a couple of tenths, by the yeah, way. Yeah, which make that makes sense to me. Yeah, that one makes the one. The one that is. I mean. It's not. It's ideal, but not ideal uh, that he scored this week with his only shot. 
I don't want Martinelli. Jaka? No, Martinelli. Martinelli yeah, I don't yeah. want Martinelli shooting once. No, you want him shooting more than that. I want sure. him shooting a, a wicked ton. I mean, you know, net transfers, 380000 Not terrible. But That's he's why crea- he's up 210. He's, crea- he's, he's doing what you saw him do. He created four chances this week, which, you know, as of earlier, was the second most of anybody. Martinelli's hey, almost 34% he, owned. That guy, I mean, he, I don't know. Is there anyone better at 6 0? It just seemed, he like he just seemed like such an obvious choice in week one. I I don't know. I I love it. I, I mean, as somebody that has him, but I just I just can't see him. You have him. I do have him. Rodrigo's the the other guy that I mean. Obviously, the temptation is much much higher. But Rodrigo, who's now a tenth less than Martinelli, and still I don't know six and a half percent. I think is his selected. All right, let me, I know the price points are very different, but that's, that's why not, yeah, that's not a viable price point for you. It's not. That, but what I'm saying, I'm it's saying not. is these guys are all so cheap. I mean, it's every all of these guys are six and a half or less. I'm a Bowen owner. Mm-hmm. Eight and a half. Would you keep Bowen, or would you go down to a Martinelli or Rodrigo? No, I'd go to Matt, James Madison. That's who I own. I, I know I, it's easy for me to say, but why not James Madison? We just talked about Lester's mojo. That's why not, James. No, Madison. we have not talked about Lester's mojo. We have not talked about. We Lester's said bottom mojo. table candidate you Lester. You mentioned that earlier, and you it, agreed. I did not agree with that. Absolutely not. I I said this. I am worried about Braj, but current James Madison, the way he's played the last couple of weeks, no, James Madison, the eight zero. I'm going to continue to own him right now. Do I love? At the moment where certain things I'm hearing out of Lester, no. I'm not, and I'm going to tell you why. It's not because of James Madison. It's because I have had Dewsbury Hall since the start of the season. Okay. They're, equal and over, they're equal in overall points. I don't want two I Lester midfielders. Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. But, I think, uh, fair it, enough. I think it's weird that Bowen had a um, Bowen had a better game against Manchester City than he did this week. Sure. Uh, uh, he was, two, yeah, I mean, he's, A pair of twos to start the season. He's extremely... He'd make me nervous, and I know that's as some that's that's also as saying you know saying that as someone who would have said, "What difference does it make?" Bowen didn't care who he played last season, right? And that's why I'm same I'm with hesitant Va- Vardy to send didn't him out. care who he played last season, and Zaha is the other guy that I would have included in there, and only one of those guys has panned out. So even you know I I don't I don't know I, the other eight O options. If you're not choosing, so Luis Diaz, I mean, he bails you out this week. If you, yeah. you know, if you held on to him, I don't love. The, look, he showed up and he got a result. He was everywhere when, you know, he was everywhere. He was the one player who stood out in this. I was going to say match. it felt more like Luis Diaz versus Crystal Palace, and, and Martin Tyler said as much at one point. He said Luis Diaz is taking on Crystal Palace almost by himself. That's what it seemed like. He tried to carry them to three points. He, in the end, was able to carry them to one, which was an impressive feat in and of itself. You already have Foden. I do. So so that's the other 8-0 guy that you're looking at that you're like, oh, if you can get to him. I don't think it's insane. I don't think Gundogan is insane at all. I think especially the more the Captain Bernard- Gundogan. The Mar- even with the- Foden? Like, even if you had a KDB already or a Foden, you would still go to a, a second city yeah, midfielder? I would, I would be sorely tempted by that. I th- I do think the Madison call is not a bad one because Madison is the one guy who is going to do it. He 
the one guy who's the messaging has not changed, the performances have not changed. And he's playing like is James next, Madison. Next, he's playing next to Vardy. He's been up high in bonus points. Every he has not gotten any bonus points, but he's been high in the bonus point structure. Nineteen and twenty. Well, he's not going to get a bonus even in a, a goal scoring game. He's not going to well, do that. He, whenever well, James, James is, is scoring a nineteen, that's correct. But five and seven home to Brentford and then at Arsenal and his upcoming fixtures are decent. So, um, you know, I, I just think like James Madison is home to Southampton this week. I think it's going to be a big result for him this week. I think if there was a, I think if you could make the case that you could take that eight and a half and go down to someone who is in the sixes, like somebody that's in there that's that's compelling, and then if you knew you could upgrade some other non-playable position to something much better than I would, I would consider that. Scott, what's your like if you were, I week? mean, to, to go from Bowen to Rodrigo is not crazy at all. It's I don't not. think that's a bad, especially with Leeds schedule and, going and, out for a while. With, now the Bamford's hurt. Rodrigo's probably, I think Bamford, but Ben Dennery has said that Bamford's injury seemed was an adductor. So it's a, a groin related issue. Okay. That seemed to be more precautionary. Oh, and he got a name so to kill. Is, so this is not he. Yeah, this is more of a we don't we we do not want to risk further injury. We're gonna just gonna take this off. But it did not seem like something that was like. Oh, that's good. He's gonna be out for well, a good, long well, time. Well, good for him. That's yes, good. To hear. Agreed. Scott, back to your question. Yeah, moves this week. I don't. I don't know. I'm asking all these questions because I need to know, and hopefully it's helping listeners too. Okay. Here, so here's what. I, here's, here's the deal. My team's not been great. I've not performed well. I'm very much mid table, uh, in terms of overall FPL so far. Uh, I've not made a transfer since the season began. I have two free transfers going into game week three, and I don't have anyone. I feel like I have to send out despite my status on the season. Okay, but. How can you make your team better? I, I think you're asking the wrong question there. Not, I don't need anyone to send out, but like, shouldn't we be looking at how you get two free transfers? If you don't, I don't, use, I don't want to do. If you don't use one this week, you're going to lose it. I know, and I, I'm not going to lose a transfer. That's why I'm looking at like right now. I've got two Brentford goalkeepers. Maybe I go to Dean Henderson, so I have Raya and Henderson as my goalkeeper. I offense. like that. That that might be one that I use to buy myself another week to see some more information on some of these guys. Like Matty Cash, I don't feel like I need to send him out. He's got a decent matchup and he's played really well. He just hasn't had the points there. Feels like now's the wrong time to send him out. Uh, obviously, you know Cancelo's been a stud, so I'm not going to send him out. TAA has not been. Salah has been okay. I would hold on TAA and Salah. Yep, I'm holding on Foden. I'm holding okay. on Sun. I'm holding on Sun. Yeah, he's son. I agree. I agree completely. Yeah, home to wolves. Yeah, home, yeah, yeah. The Spurs schedule, like I got Dyer and Kulishevsky coming up, and their fixtures: home wolves at Forest, at a West Ham that honestly doesn't look like normal West Ham, and then home Fulham. I I like Spurs schedule upcoming. Like we'll we'll know a little bit more about. I, I think Son's gonna get in the score sheet. I'm gonna look for a Kulishevsky bounce back. Yeah, this this week. Jared Bowen's the one guy that I could see, but he's still Jared Bowen. I don't like when when a guy like that has a couple of down weeks. To me, it doesn't say, "Oh, I got to get rid of him." It means he's due. Tell me your strikers, Jesus, and four point five guys. Two, four, well, then you four, need four, to improve five. that somehow. I disagree. Why? Why do I need to do that? First of all, I, I'm not going a four point five guy to Holland. That's not happening. So why would I have to do that? 
don't know. I'd, I'd find a way. I'd find we a way spent get... the entire preseason, Dave, talking about how this is not the year of the forward. Uh, I'm not saying it is, but big at the back hasn't worked yet. So when when will it? Uh, great question. Because it but will. Yeah, I was gonna say that's Liverpool's fault. It is. Well, it is Liverpool's fault. Right. So big at the back has has failed almost exclusively because, because of Liverpool. Because of Liverpool. I agree. Assets. But a lot of that's been based on that. This matchup Monday night this coming weekend. United versus Liverpool. That's yeah. the Monday night match. It's the Monday, yeah. Monday match. Monday night. Isn't that crazy? But it's uh, that's that's a juicy one for reasons that going to hammer that you would never have expected. Although you would think that because of no, the, the match is going to be postponed for two hours because of <laughs> fan protests. It is an evening match, which means that that's uh, crazy that the league has done that. I, I actually don't have any idea why they did that. Typically, they put that on early Saturday or early Sunday to avoid Not asking for trouble. Right. I, I don't know why. You know, it, I mean, I guess, I guess they assume that society has calmed down during the pandemic. Scott, let's let everyone drink all day <laughs> and then have a Liverpool United match. By the way, match. society has absolutely only gotten crazier the during game, the pandemic. Is the game at Anfield or United? It's at Old Trafford. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there'll be protests abundant, oh, abounding. Boy. Oh boy. Before this match, I mean, just like last year, where Liverpool had to do a decoy bus just to get to the stadium. That's crazy, Brian. Let's let's hop to you. Have you made a move yet this week? What I wanted to do was not make a transfer. But yeah, but that means you have. No, I have made no move. I am okay. I am perfectly willing going into this week making not no making move. move. Okay. I would love to bank the transfer, but like I said, I don't trust that the transfers out, especially for Bailey, are going to keep his price at five zero. And you don't want to take a. You don't want to. I absolutely do not want to be able. Like he's already a problem spot. And there are places where I, where I can definitely, I can I can make money in several spots, and I do not want to have an odd number to have to get to. Because right now there are players I love, like I I think Zaha's performance today. He's never not going to be tempting to me. I know, never. I, I will never I not want that hundred percent. And this season, I I mean that link up. He and Eze are telepathic right now, and. And Elise got on for some minutes. That front three, the three of those players together, I just can't, I cannot wait until those three guys are playing at the same time. The only issue is, again, Crystal Palace, like they got, that's a tough, what are they trying to do to Crystal Palace? I agree. Start the season against Arsenal and then you have to go to Anfield in week two. Thanks a lot. At least they're out of the way now. Right. Those so fixtures are out of the way. That's exactly it. So I can I feel like it can only get better. That's what that's what's got. By, by the way, they're home Villa then at City. Then at City. So I know. Arsenal, Liverpool, and City. Listen, in the first listen. Four three weeks. of the first. If you four can weeks. resist for a couple more weeks, then those fixtures are out of the way. That's what Bor- that's what Scott Parker's telling his squad right now. Listen, we got it over with. The Eddie Hat is done. We're it's out of our system for the season. Let's move on. They still have three points. Don't forget. And by the way, can I just make one quick point here too about the promoted sides? You know, we, we've talked about all, all three of them really. You know, Fulham obviously got a good result last week at home against Liverpool. Uh, Bournemouth won against Villa in game week one, and then we saw this past weekend how Nottingham Forest showed up. Their fans showed up. Yeah, getting a win against West Ham. Uh, uh, West, you know, and that obviously has contributed to our West Ham conversation here. Those matches are done now. You got your firsts out of the way as promoted now, sides. You're saying they're going to regress back. Absolutely, 100%. 
Mark it down. I have never been so sure about anything else in my entire life. Anyone who's going to promoted side players Except based Mitrovich. on these results, Except even Mitrovich. including Mitrovich. No way. The kid's going to keep scoring. After a negative one. Yeah. He is a pen, Scott. He went from – he hits a pen in. It, it, it goes from minus one to nine. I mean, I mean, if he's going to kick it with that kind of conviction, he's never scoring a penalty again in his career. I bet he probably won't make that same mistake. <laughs> what are they going to do, pull him off pens? I doubt it. No, I, 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 I also doubt it. That's probably correct. All right, so here's, here's a double move I could make. All right. And I don't want to, but I'm going to propose it to the pod here. Okay. I can do Bowen and Archer. That's who I have. Okay. And make that. I mean, I actually gained quite a bit of money to make that Martinelli and Embuemo. That's not bad. I was say, if you can go up to Martinelli, I don't see how that is bad. At I don't all. Think, but my fear I, I is think I'm Bowen losing. Martinelli is going to be that far apart. So that's the question. But Embuemo is going to give me something Absolutely. forward as a second forward. And Archer's giving you nothing. Right. Yeah. But I'm, I'm scared to send out Bowen. Uh, if you look at Club Mojos at the moment, Scott, I, I'm just saying that maybe this is when we quickly flash to – uh, League Ben's uh, sure. Let's uh, do mojo it. table. Yeah. Look, anyone who's watched any of Arsenal, and I know I'm a homer, so don't take my word for it, but just go watch the games yourself. Arsenal, Scott, is playing at a level they haven't played at in a long time. And so they're second in Ben's mojo table, as they should be. And, and maybe first. Again, that's the homer in me. Just saying. <laughs> but listen. But- Man City Senior is going to be ahead of Man City Junior until Man City Junior does something about that. And I think Man City Junior is waiting for their chance to get a shot at Senior. All I'm saying is they are flying high, Scott. Mojo is good. Martinelli is flying high. Wait, and one touch Martinelli, though. One shot Martinelli. For last week. It hasn't yeah. been like that much. It wasn't like that in game week. It wasn't like that in game one. And but... It so would you make that? Would was, you turn Bowen into Martinelli? Yeah, I, I would, especially because you're not taking a hit. Because here, and, and here's the deal, Bowen. It's been Brian's right. He, he looked good against City, but bad this week. Something's. I, I don't love what's going on. I, I don't know what's going on. West Ham hosts Brighton. I don't know what's going on in Brighton's not easy. No, they're not. I don't know what's going on in West Ham locker room. Something. Something's not right. I don't know what it is. Something's not right. It's not the same West Ham team that started last year. I will have no problem going to from Bowen to Martinelli, and and something is happening in the Arsenal locker room. Those guys, Martinelli is, uh, he's special. Special. He's special. He's a special player. He really is. I know, man. I think that's. I'm a good, stunned think, actually by that. I think that's a good move. I, I mean, I don't. I don't see. There's. It doesn't. There's not a lot of downside to it. I, I just think. Yeah, I think it's if Martinelli is going to do similarly to Bowen. And I gain a playable second forward. Okay, I get it. And, and and you could do that and not take a hit. That's that's the thing too. I, I, yeah, I don't take a hit because I haven't made a transfer yet this season. And I'm telling you, my core of Salah and Son and TAA and Cancelo, I'm holding on even the guys that have under TAA and Son have underperformed, but I'm holding on those guys. And I don't blame you for that. I probably would do the same. I would. Interesting. But all right. But. I tell you what, Scott. If you get through week three, and you don't, if Liverpool leaks another goal, right? Well, like, they're playing at Old Trafford. The chances are pretty decent. I'm not playing TAA for a clean against sheet. Against this Old Trafford team? Oh, no, I, I. They just, they just. <laughs> I would hope they don't. Hey, all right, but 
Listen, I don't know. Scott's stat of the day is 8.5, courtesy of our Slack workspace. We have not plugged our Slack workspace yet in this episode. Patreon, you got to join. Listen, our Slack workspace was on point this weekend. As the matches were fun, so was our Slack workspace. We had some excellent interchanges. And I'm telling you, the cast of characters is amazing. I know. All-Star listener the, Barry. The, All-Star listener Ben. The only th- problem we have is we have too many Liverpool people. No, 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 no. That's a problem. That's we, a problem. we got quiet when uh, we drew to Crystal Palace today. No, but well, listen. Th- that is true because I texted Brian. I'm like, hey, a slack, what's, I was working. I'm like, what's going on? Slack's quiet. Liverpool must be in trouble. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it was the I don't know if it was the first half or the second half that would quiet people. But man, oh man, what a but courtesy of all star listener Barry in our Slack workspace, he said that the the planned day off for the United squad was canceled after this four 0 loss at Brentford, and uh, ETH was making his squad run eight and a half miles because that's how much more Brentford ran. Than them. That is a shocking wow. number. Scott's by the way. stat of the day, yeah, courtesy number. of All Star listener Barry. Way, way to go, Barry. Um, that is a shocking number. That it must have been the whole team ran eight point five miles long, further than United in the in the match. Uh, that what a fantastic stat, and what a fantastic stat for E H T. It was the E T H. You want you want ten hog, not hen tog. <laughs> Ten hog, not ten talk. <laughs> so, yeah, that's good. Good for him, man. I, I honestly, I kind of feel bad for that guy because I feel like he's got uh, a few players and then other garbage he's got to get rid of. And recognizing what Arsenal went through the last three years in cutting fat from a team to try to make something into something, and now we can start to maybe see what what the plan was. You know, let's not forget the beginning of last season when Arsenal lost their first three games. Everyone was calling. There's a lot of people, not everyone, was calling for Arteta's head, Scott. Uh, This guy sitting in this chair said, pump the brakes. Everything's going to be fine. And I was right. Yeah. Um, Now. I made a mistake. Eric Ten Ten Hag. Hag. By the way, Brother Matt actually dropped the stat in. Okay. Also, listener Barry. Oh, wow. Just loved it. He 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 uh, contributed to it. So sorry, brother Matt. We don't want to give brother Matt credit for anything. Sorry, brother so Matt. I'd rather give fellow Barry... fellow Liverpool fan, brother Matt. Sorry about so that, but I would. Anyways, but watching Ten Hag go through this and people be people, so many people are like doubting him and saying this and that and whatever. Now this is the time for him to lose two matches though, when you're brand new and you're using all these old old guys that you've inherited. This this is where now he gets to he gets to do what he wants. This is his chance now to be the Manchester United manager, and this now will dictate his future. Because he, I mean, th- look at what he did in this match. At halftime, he brought in three subs, and they were younger guys. Yeah, he's going to bring in yeah. his guys now that are going to actually fit. Well, they- and when you're saddled with these results. Based on the veterans, the the superstars that you've got, when they're giving you these results, it's a gift. It is a gift to get this in the first two matches. I know that no Manchester United fan thinks this way, but it is a gift to Eric Ten Hag that these results have happened this way. That way he doesn't have to play these guys that are not going to fit and that are not going to listen to him, and he gets to now have an excuse to do whatever it is he actually wants to do. I think he's out, he's going to have to draw the proverbial line in the sand. Yes, and he's gonna have to shut some people out. Yep. And he, and honestly, if 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 I my personal opinion, and I know nothing about anything, 
I think he needs to show up to training and just ask Ronaldo personally, yeah. hey, please, yep. please just stop showing up. Exactly. Because so, I, and, and I, go to the club and never, say, sell him. Get I rid of him. I'll never be able to. Cut your losses. Just you cut can afford contract. it. You can afford it as Manchester cut United. Contract. Cut just, your losses. You're gonna addition by subtraction. Absolutely. And you know what? I would also do the same with Harry Maguire. I, Sorry, it's not working. I agree, one hundred percent. Scott, have you seen any of the Arsenal All or Nothing on, on Amazon? No. Of course you haven't, but you should. That's what Arteta did with Obama Yang. So he'd been kept in law, keeping logs of when he was late and this and that and whatever. Right. And he says in there. To his, one of his assistants when they're walking out, this is why you keep logs. Because it wasn't just one incident when he didn't yeah. show back up from France. Yeah. That was the last straw is what it was. Yeah, for sure. That's and, You use data to and, overwhelm. And there, and there was no more coming back from that. Like nope. He said the club is more important than any singular person. And he said when you get paid that much money. And Dave, would you agree Aubameyang was addition by subtraction? Look, look, look where the club is now. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, like that would not have happened. Chelsea's going to learn that the hard way, by the way, if they actually go after him. Um, the way it's rumored, they're in a different spot, but no, it's still Aubameyang. It's still the same Aubameyang that I always have hated. No, it's on. someone who's going to come in and, and produce. But what Arteta was trying to do was build, was show that the club was more was bigger than the team. That doesn't matter. It's, so, it's a, it's a I mean, the, the club was bigger than any individual. Anyways, all that being said, Anthony Martial's back in training. That's so good, at least Manchester, at least Manchester United has they have, at least they have him. That's a preseason tiniest, doesn't matter hardly at all. But Martial was good for them up front in preseason. It at least, if I'm a United fan, I have hope if Martial can start up front. And I get what I'm saying. One of the best of all time is in that same position at your squad right now, but it's not working. He's a cancer. He always I is know. a cancer. He's always been a cancer. What? This isn't a surprise. I called this last year at this time. This is not a surprise. Yeah, but it didn't happen last year. Well, he was great at at at. You're being... talking about the same, but but what what did we hear last year? We heard there's tension in the locker room between him and McGuire threatening the captain. There's 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 egos butting heads in the in the dressing room, right? We heard that last year. This was an issue last year. It was, and what happened? The manager got sacked because the club didn't do well enough. Why didn't they do well enough? Because there's something wrong here. What's the thing that's wrong? Well, and they know it, and they try to, they're try they trying to get rid of him, and they can't. They, they got themselves into a what us Americans would call a pickle. Well, you know what they need to do? They need to go ahead and be the most lucrative club in the world and decide that you can afford to cut your losses. I agree. I agree. He was. I was gonna say he was great at looking frustrated and gesturing. So if they that's needed, leadership at if, Manchester United. If they needed wow. that. I mean, they definitely got plenty of it. Wow! Wow! He did wow. take the second most uh, shots, Ronaldo, this week of anyone. So he was uh, okay. By the way, did did David de Gea need Dean Henderson behind him to be good? Again, oh last year, because now that Dean Henderson's no longer putting pressure on him for his starting job, which David Hayes started every match in the Premier League last year. So it's not like Dean Henderson was a real threat, but we all knew Dean Henderson. It was like, why isn't he playing? Like, he should be playing. He's a Premier League goalkeeper, which he's proving already, by the way, by being a top scoring goalkeeper in, in FPL through two by weeks way, for he, Nottingham Forest. And listen, we'd be uh, not a professional pod if we didn't recognize this. We gave the Brad Guzan Award for Courage 
to someone else other than Dean Henderson, who had Dean Henderson first week had seven saves. I'm just saying. Well, so I get it. I, I, you know, Dean Henderson, yeah, is a stud. David De Gea maybe needs him. I think you know because that howler of a of a goal that De Gea gave up. This is what's so amazing about football is that those types of mistakes reflect the other underlying undercurrent things that's going on in a club. Those mistakes don't happen when things are right in a club. And when they're not, when David De Gea lets something like that go, like a world-class goalkeeper lets that go, it's not that he can't make a mistake. It's the fact that there's other things going on that that keep people not sharp. And and that's the underlying... I mean, he at least, De Gea De, at, least at least took the responsibility of it. He I for think. sure did. Credit yeah. to him. He's a professional. Yeah. Like, he's a stud. David De Gea is an absolutely amazing goalkeeper. And he had a horrible day. And he admitted it in front of the world. You know, credit credit to him. All right, Brian. Let's talk about your lineup as we yeah. uh, bring this to a close here. What what are, what have you done, if anything? If you said no no moves for game three, are you even yeah, tempted so, by any moves for yeah, game three? So three? no moves. And the I mean the the place I was going to ask. Like I think the the for those anybody that's out there, it's a small percentage. I think overall that have Robertson and TAA, and so I think. I'm looking at it. And I, you know, I hate to throw one of those guys back. I, you know, Robertson becomes the sacrificial lamb. I think a lot of times in these situations. So I, I would like to believe that they can kind of course correct here, but if Nat Phillips is going to be playing center back, if no. they, I, which I can't imagine. I, I believe now. that. Uh, yeah. I believe that Zaha ended Phillips' career today. <laughs> but maybe not. Uh, Matip should be, you know, I imagine he'll be back at some point. Gomez did get on today, so you know, and he looked seems, fine. I imagine that that's probably a mistake Klopp won't make, won't make twice. Yeah, it makes me want. It makes me wonder, what is Joe Gomez doing in training that he didn't get the starting spot? He was the. I mean, once the once the news of Matip missing training on Friday came out. The the immediate word was look for Joe Gomez. This is a time for Joe Gomez to finally get out there and prove what he's doing. And then you see the team. You see the team sheet today. Yeah, and you see Phillips out there. It's not been that long since this was England's Joe Gomez. Yeah. So I mean, I I I imagine like while there's while there's that opening that it's probably not going to be Phillips again either way. Yeah. Uh, It is Liverpool at Old Trafford who needs a result. I don't think that matters. I still both clubs do. I would, yeah, for sure. And I would, you would trust now Liverpool to be more likely to get. Well, here's the here's the thing. I I would. I feel United is not going to sit back at home after the results they've had, which is perfect for Liverpool. Right. It does make me nervous the positioning again. Well, now that Darwin presumably will be out for suspended for three matches, that your attacking (laughs) front is. Salah and Luis Diaz, and, and then and who and then someone Some TBD Car- Carvalho probably. I yeah okay which which but to you me have no one to play the middle. Which well, that's maybe move Salah and to that's the what I think would yeah. happen. I would hope watching today. How often is Salah drifting out wide? I know in the second half it's not exactly the same, but that was already something that was being pointed out last week. Yeah, that was that was already something that was looking like it was happening with Diaz 
and Darwin occupying the central part yes. of the the front way more way more often. Well, and that's a good point. Maybe it's not Sala. Maybe it is Diaz. I mean, Diaz is already playing wherever the hell he wants to. Right. So I I don't think I'm, I'm judging by the number of transfers in. I can't imagine that the move from Sala to De Bruyne is not a common transfer right now. Judge just like again the fact that De Bruyne's probably going up today, to, probably within the next two days. He's going to be 12.1 here in a minute. If it was anyone other than De Bruyne, I might say, you know what? I just feel like that's a little bit too far. De Bruyne can match Salah any week. Phil Foden. On, on what a, a, a great game from De Bruyne is as good as anybody's great week. Brian, Phil Foden went out at halftime. Still scored nine fantasy points right. in this match, but he went out at halftime. Yeah. Would you do? Would you want Foden or Luis Diaz? Same price point. I don't know. Based on what we just talked about, I, I you're tempting me with Luis Diaz right now. What's making what would the the forty five stick with Foden? Forty five minutes for Foden obviously can get you a nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that and that was again home to Bournemouth. I, I think that Diaz. I feel like they're so similar. Diaz's minutes are way more assured. They don't need Foden. He might be Pep's first choice. But they don't need Foden to play. They don't even need him to play 60 minutes. No. I mean, this is the same. I mean, if it's true for Mars, it has to be true for Foden. He could play 30 minutes and give you a result, a there, return. There's only, I mean, Gundogan, Gundogan's probably safer. De Bruyne is the safest. But they are obviously going to preserve him. I don't know. I'm t- I, re- I would be tempted by Diaz. I, I already said before, you know, I was... I was one decision. It was the Trent decision. The Trent and Robertson decision is the reason why I don't have Foden. I didn't have him from game week one. Is there anything else that you are dying to tell us about with all of the prep? I know you always put into this podcast. Is there anything else that needs to be in this episode? No, I genuinely don't think so. Okay, Brian, perfect. Do you have any concerns about Sterling? I know you're still a Sterling owner. Are there, are there any concerns there? The only concern with Sterling ever is finishing. <laughs> so, he's got three to five, respectively. Right. So he's are you are you again okay with that with him eating up ten pound dollars? I no. mean, it could easily have been thirteen and fifteen. <laughs> Sterling. Oh, no, for sure. Sterling no. and Havertz were competing for who can miss the worst. Like, I'm looking at even two years ago, the minutes weren't great, but he still finished with ten goals and nine assists. We said already last year in really limited minutes, finished with 13 goals and seven assists. We're three years away from him have, finishing with 20. A 20 goal scoring midfielder. And he's the guy right three years He's the ago. guy right now at Chelsea. He's he the is guy. The guy. Yeah. And we, you know, this is two matches in a row where you see exactly what they are trying to yep. get him to do. If he could finish, Chelsea are feeling great. And and I think game week one, it's already you know you, we already said lackluster Chelsea performance, kind of cruise control against a bad Everton team. Real life Chelsea shows up against Spurs, and they absolutely w- crushed those guys, despite the res- everything <laughs> despite but the result. The result. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Walked those guys I mean, for sure. Crushed. Conti's hand in the post match right. handshake. It was to, uh, finally, such we, a thorough. To this, uh, no, this I, amazing TV. 
I'm just saying it that it was amazing television. It was. It was amazing. If not ridiculous, but it was amazing television. Things you won't see in American sports. That's what that's what I would love to dub this game. Things you won't see in American yeah, sports. Yeah, I just want to say like the reason why you should have been in our Slack workspace because you've donated to our Patreon site was this match. I mean, there's an there's a full evaluation of who would win a fight, an MMA style fight between Conte and Tuchel on there. As well as some additional uh, commentary on what Thomas Tuchel does in his spare time, thanks to All-Star Listener Travis, which you <laughs> only get from All-Star Listener Travis in our Slack workspace, oh. which is spot on. I've never seen two players go at it like Kai Havertz and, and Romero, Christian Romero. Um, I, you, I think everyone for Chelsea is happy to see real fire from Kai Havertz because that has been the biggest complaint about mm, him. Interesting. No fire from Kai Havertz. The guy plays like he's a, you know like he's half asleep, and then in the I, he he has all the pressure on him. Havertz has the most pressure of the Chelsea players. They're trying to replace him. They're actively trying to find someone who's a better striker than he is. He has no like they said it in that match. No one in this match needs a goal more than Kai Havertz. And that's with Raheem Sterling standing out there. I, the reason why I'm like I will stick with him. I was thrilled, obviously, to get a return. I you know I don't think anyone, even if you had Kulishevsky or Son or anyone that was playing in this game, you were thrilled to get a return from anyone who played in this game. Now you're getting Chelsea. That's about to go. You know, get to not a cakewalk schedule, but, but better, easily yeah. a better schedule than you had before. I mean, it, it was pretty ridiculous. Conte, you know, he's the kind of guy, Dave, who he just loses control. He he lacks self control, and so you know he gets passionate about the Spurs goal, and he goes in the wrong direction. He goes towards the Chelsea bench when Thomas Tuchel is going to the fourth official to argue about the no call mm-hmm. that should have been a call. No, I can't remember on who it was. It was a proper non-call. At what point does the statute of limitations run out? That's insane. Well, either way. Jorginho so, had the ball and turned it over. It brings so, them together, right? So that that's what starts it all. And then, <laughs> and then Chelsea score. And Tuchel runs across the Spurs bench. pass and doesn't get carded for it. <laughs> Which is amazing. And I when I was watching, I was like, oh, he ran that way? Wow. Like, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> High-stepping the whole way. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well have been leading the um, oh the eighty five Bears. He looked like freaking no, Walter no, Payton scoring to a touchdown forty <laughs> years ago. The best marching band, Southern Southern University oh, the, marching yeah. band, like high stepping pass. Any any he's, great? He's a trumpet ba- any, player. Yeah, any great band leader <laughs> oh in a college gosh. football program. And Spurs yeah. draw it late, and I mean, and, and I can't even I can't even believe they tried to shake hands. I can't even believe they tried. And, I, I and what, what happens? By I don't. I legitimately don't know as we're sitting here. What happens that they both got red cards? I think it was just at the a, mo- at this moment nothing's been rescinded. Neither one of them are managing their teams next week, which means nothing. the The assistant managers will wear earpieces, and they'll one get of them have like stadium bands. So <laughs> yeah, so they the, can... they'll be relaying messages. Re- they'll be doing what the rest of us have done the last couple of yeah. years, and they'll be working remotely next weekend. They could be passing notes <laughs> down from yeah. this. Handwritten. Can you imagine and what Thomas Tuchel's handwritten notes must look like? I think it's only like? one game. Technically, it's a straight <laughs> red, but I think for managers or bench players, it's different. It's just one game. Uh, it's not three, like Darwick. 
So it's it's pretty. It, it was it was amazing TV. I will give you that. No, but there, there's there's no there's no good guy in this. Fight. I get that the I get that the Bentacor foul is a is. I, that the end result of that could have it could have happened anyway. What ended up ha- continuing down the field could have happened anyway. Right after that, it's the hair pool that to me is the. I don't know how in the world. So it's that, come out. You you want to hear something interesting? Yes, I, I would love to. I, I would love to hear today. something interesting. I read Dave. this today. Shockingly, there's nothing in any rule anywhere that prohibits hair pulling. Oh really? Technically. Technically, I think it's something that slid past, you know, not to work this pun too much, but slid past the keeper here. But there's no rule outlawing hair pulling. I mean, listen, in, in the Premier Christian League. Romero, Troy Polamalud, yeah. the hair of Mark Cucurella, and this is not an NFL podcast. No, listen, yeah. listen, if, listen. If listen. hair is part of the uniform, sure, go go, go start grabbing. <laughs> if, if one thing is obvious 20 matches into the season, it's that England's way of addressing their referee problems is to tell the referees to just go ahead and make everything permissible. If nothing's a foul, then we can't be inconsistent, right? <laughs> right? That seems to be, and and unfortunately, the masses, and I, I'm not one of them. I'll be, I'll be very honest with you. If I wasn't committed to FPL and this podcast in the way that I am, I probably would have gone to a continental league by now, because this style of play is not my favorite. Where where a defender can literally bear hug an offensive player from behind, and that's okay. You know, he gets away with it. You know, I mean, defenders will do what they're allowed to do. I agree with that. And very quickly, they, they will be much more quick to be more physical if they're allowed. And they are being allowed to this season in the interest of what? Smoother play, less referee yeah. inter- involvement. I, I truly believe they're trying to overcome substandard officiating with let's just call less. And that way we're better in theory on paper because more is allowed. We're less inconsistent this way. I truly believe that's how they're handling it. And I think they're going in the wrong direction because we're seeing a lot of physical play, like a hair pull, that's just not getting called. Like bear hugs that are not getting called. It's 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 kind of farcical. I can see right through it. It's pretty ridiculous. Send a letter. I'd love to. Mm. All right. Uh Quick, quick hits here before we wrap up. Uh, oh, the final point is that the guy that I don't want is Leon Bailey. Oh, I don't right, know if right. it is. Oh, wow. I don't know if okay. I've made that clear Bring in this podcast. Around. Leon Bailey getting benched already is is uh, is too much. But Brian, what's wrong with Eze, Brian? Nothing. There is nothing wrong. Leon Bailey's price, as we sit here, has not gone down. Yes, but Ollie Watkins has, and Ollie Watkins got two assists in game week two. Should that be a candidate for honorable mention for dumb mass move of the week? I understand after game week one selling Ollie Watkins for the same reason, because you don't like getting to the team sheet of game week one with your seven and a half pound striker, and he's on the bench. Because then automatically you just say, Steven Gerrard, WTF. Yeah. You're going to like this was the one guy. I thought this was the point. I thought the point was you have your strikers. 
You mm. signed Danny Ings. I thought the point was to get those guys out there together, and you're benching the guy who is like your like your motor up top. And then he's benched. Bailey plays 90 minutes. Everyone says, like, well, I'll give him a week. And then you get to this week. Ings and Watkins getting in there. They're both starting. Everyone's underwhelmed by Aston Villa, you know, even though you like the matchup. And it's Bailey who gets sent straight to the bench and then comes on. And I said, he had a couple moments. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't anything. He's just, I I just think it, this, the, this, the schedule only gets worse for Aston Villa from here in the near term. There's nothing, there's nothing appealing about. So you would do a Matty Cash to Kukurea if you were me. I don't, I wouldn't go to Kukurea. No. I wouldn't do it. Okay. Who, who I just don't, I just look I I who's a again you go if, to? I don't if you, know if, if I would go to 5.0 if I didn't I like I don't like as Walker, in, Peters, I don't so. have Saliba so if I didn't so I, that was a guy I already said he if was in have... Saliba and Zinchenko were both guys that I, I yeah. you know I was Zinchenko was the guy who that I as soon as he signed he was in like my whole preseason Saliba was the guy who I ended up making way again only for Tr- Alex or for uh, for for Trent and Robertson. So it was either Saliba and someone expensive in my midfield, or it was Trent and Robertson with someone like Bailey. And it was the stupid fixtures got me. Let me reframe my earlier double transfer question. Mm-hmm. So instead of Bowen and Archer out for Martinelli and Embuemo. Mm-hmm. The money actually works a whole lot better for me to go Bowen and cash out yep. for Martinelli and James. Would you make that move instead? Yes, one hundred. I would one hundred. I think yeah. that I think that gives me actually like one point eight pounds say as well say in my bank. Some money. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I would do that yeah. as fast as possible. It, yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh and 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 that's saying that Kukurea no one is denying how good he looked awesome against Tottenham. His delivery was perfect on the free kick. Koulibaly, you know, his his you know, that his shot was fantastic. So he made the most of a great a great corner kick. But still, Kukurea comes away like last week, Kukurea comes away with with points. He gives you at least an assist, just like Chilwell against Everton gets you an assist. On the, you know, the, Jorginho ends up scoring a penalty last week. It's Chilwell who comes away looking the, you know, the best of the defenders last week. And then, again, you know, Reese, Reese gets you a goal, but that's after a, a switch in formation. I so, swear, if Jared Bowen scores a goal in game week three, I'm going to hold you out. Of course that will happen. All right, I'm looking at it. I've got it. It, it gives me 1.3 pounds in my bank as I'm sitting here. You don't hate that. Boy, I love having extra money. Yeah, you don't hate that. And James and Martinelli, instead of Cash and Bowen, that might be an improvement. I might actually struggle to pick my best 11. I, I, I hear you. Good for you. All right, let me let me get a couple more quick hits in here. Um, Newcastle hasn't given up a goal, which we've talked about a couple of times. We have not mentioned Nick Pope. And he has been the man yeah. for them. He was so great in this match against man. Brighton. So, so good. Yeah. That's all that's all I have to say. We would be remiss not to mention Nick Pope at least once yeah. in this pod. Burger King UK's Nick Pope. Uh, if you saw any of that happening <laughs> in the last few days. What? The Burger King just tweeted just his name. 
And so then there was, it just became wow. a thing, a, a Twitter thing for a while of just almost anybody <laughs> just say Nick Pope. Nick Pope was trending for a little while and it was <laughs> exclusively because of that. Just I'm folks. sorry. Is a Newcastle fan running the Burger King UK Twitter Might feed? Might be. You should, right. I don't know how far you want to dig down into that. No, I don't. I don't want to. Um, hole, but. I saw a name in preseason, and I'm just going to go ahead and admit it. I didn't say his name out loud to either of you guys or on our Slack workspace, but I, I just knew he was going to come up, and here we are two weeks into the season. Uh, Southampton's Joe Aribo mm-hmm. is going to be a guy that we probably are going to talk about at some point. Q Dave? Uh, it's not time yet, but it's almost there. All right. All right. No, look, I've got my... We you got your out. eye on him already? You're not going to say who? No. I'm shocked no. that we didn't get a who out no, of Dave. There's no, there's, no, there's no who on that. He's I a thought, midfielder at 5.5. I know who, who it is. I thought we were going to get... <laughs> I thought we for sure would get an Iwani from Nottingham Forest shinning a goal this week. I well, thought, that was, no, that I, was know, an I know who that guy is yeah. right. as well. I thought, By the way, I thought we were going to get he, it. How, uh, how did Mikhail Antonio think he was going to get away with the shove? I don't know. That's the most ridiculous thing. And by the way, we're Americans here. Obviously, I feel America is the name of our podcast. Nottingham Forest are are buying players like it's like in the United States when a when a sports league because we don't do promotion and relegation to our detriment in our professional sports leagues. When we add teams, they do an expansion draft and draft players from existing teams. I feel like Nottingham Forest is trying to implement an expansion draft for sure in the Premier League. Just they've signed like a whole club, a whole new starting eleven, just about. I know. I love it. By the way, they're spending their money now so they can hopefully cash in in later years because they stay in the league. That's what they're hoping for. Did you see Sean Dyche in the stands? By the way, he's like a Nottingham Forest fan. Now. Interesting. No, the only Sean Dyche sighting I had was uh, again was the it's not a Men in Blazers podcast, but the of somebody found. Uh, it was because of Tuchel's post-match comments saying that he said something about, I thought that managers were supposed to look each other in the eye yeah, oh when yeah. they shake hands. And oh, yeah. And feel like Conte was, felt like it was disrespectful or whatever. And somebody found a screenshot of him shaking hands with Sean Dyche, where Dyche is obviously, like, looking at him, like, tr- like a little bit incensed, obviously, that Tuchel's not... Tuchel's like already walking away from him, <laughs> like the the most non eye contact handshake I of all it. time. I just saying, like so this much. guy has got some double standards. Tuchel is such Are you, a wait, yeah. Tool cool, tool cool, cool. I I, I called I called him uh, socially awkward and slightly cruel on our Slack workspace, which then led to too cruel. As my pun on his name, there, there's all sorts of puns you can put in there, which which makes it perfect. Dave, uh, should there have been a penalty call on Jamie Vardy going down in the Arsenal Leicester match? No. VAR ruled ever, it out. I don't remember ever remember there even being that. Cl- oh, the Ramsdale Vardy thing? No. Yes. No, Vardy should have got a card. Really. When you when you slow down look at it, there's almost zero contact between him and Ramsdale. It looked it looked bad in real time. Well, uh, it was enough so that the ref got called over. He went and looked at it, and then once he looked at it, once the refs get called over, once the VAR guy says, I know. "Go it's, look at it's it," it's at the point where the fans cheer if it's a home side that's going to benefit. Because sure. as soon as the referee goes over the screen, you know it was hilarious. The Nottingham Forest. It was match. the right call. No, I mean, Vardy. No one even argued it. 
honestly, because Vardy, sure. Vardy knew it. I I can't remember what the call was, but the the uh, I can and I can picture him. I can't remember his name, but in the Nottingham Forest West Ham match, he went over to the screen twice. And uh, by the way, they've got to do some of this because the referee is standing there looking into the ca- into the screen, the VAR screen, right? He's in the referee yeah. consideration area or whatever it's called. And the Nottingham Forest fans right behind the screen are literally in his face screaming at him as he's trying to watch the screen and catch the replay. It's 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 crazy uh, the way that that's set up. There, they should do something about that. They should. Uh so there's a couple other points, uh, but I'm going to save them for social media throughout this week. Teaser okay. for our social media. I love that. It has to do with fashion. That's great. The, 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 the storyline for me coming out of all of the fun of Game Week 2, in addition to everything we've talked about, there's some fashion stuff we have to talk about. For sure. How bad Manchester United away kits are? It's not even that. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's beyond that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think Spurs uh, wingbacks... I think that situation is similar to the. I think it's a, a so up in the air. Brian Sessegnon has been. Yeah, he started ex- again here, but for been, how long? I was going to say he was exceptional. Uh, game week well, one. Well, for fifty-five minutes, he's he played fantastic. Game, week, game two. week one, and then he, you know, he was he was fine against Chelsea. Nobody was great for Spurs against Chelsea, but um, but Perisic, every time he, you know, so far every time he's been on the ball, I think he like his delivery, especially at the end of the matches, is, is what you want from that position. So I think everyone, I think everyone is just so confused as to what exactly is happening in one of the most productive positions for any team, which is Spurs wing back. So yeah. I, I, and I feel like uh, Parasitz dropping a 10th. It, it, it feels like that could be something that could be really interesting. Good at some point okay. for, you know, in, in, in the event that you see him okay. start, he's down to 5.4. Uh, and this is uh, not to go back to the uh, price change weirdness, but Matty Cash has been transferred out twice as much as Perisic. Wow. And Perisic dropped a tenth, and Cash has not. Wow. As of us sitting here. So, anyway. Dave, I'm making man. the move on the pod. I love it. I love on the pod moves. Cash and so Bowen. Much. Cash and Bowen out. James and Martinelli. I had not made the move. I'd already made the move for James Montip out. James in Reese James, and I Bailey still on my team. Uh, I, by the end of tomorrow, I'll probably end up moving him out. Unfortunately, I think I only have one option, and that's the Silva, and I don't love it. So that's my that's my current mo- you know problem at the moment. I wish I could go to Drewsbury Hall. But with James Madison, it just doesn't make any sense. All right, gentlemen, week two's in the books for the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Until next time.